0: welcome to the 248th episode of the so video games podcast where we talk about any game at all including new stuff old stuff and anything in between if we are playing it we'll be talking about it today we are recording on september 2nd 2021 my name is brad galloway i am the editor of GameCritics.com and 50% 50% of this here show. With me is the man who's got something going on, Carlos Rodella.
1: Hey, me. What, how you doing? I got something going on over here. You
0: always got something going on. It's pop, got, pop, pop, popping.
1: I got so many things going on, I don't even know how to keep track of them, which is true.
0: <laughs> I love how you turned into John Travolta from Greece for a second. That, hey, that what's
1: going on? Hey, come on. <laughs> let's uh, let just uh, dance on the dance floor. Come on. What's the yeah. what's the girl's name that he talked? I don't know if I Sandy. can Sandy. 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 Get in the dance floor. We got to do the disco. <laughs>
0: People have no fucking idea what we're talking about. Three quarters of our audience just we just lost them right there. It's fine. It's fine. all right, folks. We have a big show, big big show, really big show this week. Uh, tons of stuff to talk about. A million games. Tons of stuff uh, in housekeeping. I say let's just get to it, Carlos. What do you say?
1: Let's get going. All
0: right, folks. You know, Carlos and I share a living situation. We are awkward roommates. We live in this giant house split down the middle by a strip of duct tape on Carlos's house. Tons of stuff on my side of the house this week. Also, a few things breaking with tradition. Carlos, let's start with you, sir.
1: Okay, yeah, I noticed him when I came in. I was like, what's going on over there? I know,
0: I I usually have it pretty spick and span,
1: but it's a little little untidy this week, I think. See some boxes, a ham sandwich. Uh, Um, I couldn't finish it, it was too much. Oh yeah, you know, that happens with ham. Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to mention before we talk about video games, uh, a couple of quick shows, because we talk about that sometimes. Uh, First off, Reservation Dogs is a treat. Oh,
0: dude! I heard it was real good. Is it real good?
1: It's real, real good. Um, oh man! So basically, it's like a, a drama and comedy, uh, and more leans Is on it the comedy a side. Perhaps it might be a dramedy, and it's about um, kids, mainly kids on a reservation, but also it's like within a small town. So it's not just like what you're used to when you think of reservation. Uh, Maybe like a you know desolate landscape and just trailers for our
0: international listeners. By reservation, what do you mean?
1: I mean Native Americans on an actual plot of land that they were given to live on because the government stole the rest of it.
0: There we go. Um, Thank you. That's what I mean.
1: Yeah, but this one is actually like done a little differently because it's not just like sad and depressing. It's you know it's trying to show that life still exists and there's comedy and love and family and things that go on. Uh, with Native Americans, and also that you know it's not that much different. Like people are the same, you know, human beings are human beings. Right. So I like that they do that that approach, as well as just the performances are awesome. Uh, some some really cool Native American actors that I like a lot are in it, and it's a treat. It's a freaking treat. It hits a little home, a little closer to home for me, uh, being Native, sure, and also sure. like there's an episode about a dad who's not around a lot, and there's just so many things that you know. I think can really speak to people. So I recommend it wholeheartedly.
0: Excellent. Yeah. I've heard it's great. And I think it's on our list to watch. We haven't got around to it yet, but yeah, nothing but good things is what I've heard.
1: Yeah. It's super awesome. And then I think I was going to mention that, um, cause I never mentioned this, but me and my buddy, Jason, I, I go on his podcast called the movie knots called Jason and the movie knots. So just ah, Google it. I get yeah. that reference. Yeah. And then we actually are reviewing every Marvel movie ever made. Oh, wow. Um, okay. In order. So like in actual, was it canonical? Con- conical? Nope. Canonical. Canonical is the word. Uh, or like, you know, the actual like canon of it. Like,
0: well, you know, there's a, so that's a good point. Let's, let's talk about this for a second, because there's a couple of different ways to slice it, right? Like, so a couple questions. Number one, are you including the movies before the actual MCU proper?
1: No, this is the MCU. We're just, just doing the MCU. The MCU. Okay. Yeah.
0: Probably a good choice. Like now,
1: in order of like when it, it took place in the real, in their real world.
0: I was just going to say, are you doing them in the order they were released, or are you doing them in the theoretical order of events, which is actually much different than the order they were released?
1: Yeah, the order of events, because we did, like, uh, one of our first ones was Captain Marvel, because that takes place in the 90s or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's really interesting, because, like, they actually put 90s music in that, which is interesting. Um, Yeah, anyways, if you want to check it out, um, I haven't told people about it on this podcast yet, but I just thought I would, because we spent a lot of time, and there's already, like, 10 episodes up, or 12 so, okay. just check it out, Jason and the Movie Knots. Uh, Google it and you'll find it.
0: And do you do one movie per episode? Yep. Yep. Okay, cool. All right, what else you got?
1: I think that, oh, wait, and housekeeping wise, video game stuff. Um, oh, yeah, Kinsey Burke, a uh, friend of the show. Kinsey Burke. Is working for Chuhai Labs, and yes. they just mentioned their game, which looks really cool. It's, a, it's called Cursed Golf.
0: Oh, it looks really good. I saw the trailer a couple days ago.
1: Yeah, and it's. I was saying to her, like, I think it might be the first roguelike that I like.
0: Is it actually a roguelike? I did Yeah. I just watched the trailer, and I didn't pick up on that. Is oh, it, you, is yeah. It there's to, a
1: video out right now. Just Google it. And there's a, okay. the, one of the developers is talking about it. Oh, okay. And it's actually, like, got some story and really weird characters and, you know, with the whole curse thing. And you actually play golf, but it is also, like, you've got to get through certain stages, you know, and do things the right way, physics wise. And it's like puzzles and you can fuck up and then you have to go back. Uh, and then you build up on your like repertoire, I guess, or something. But that seems like a really cool combo for me. Oh yeah, dude. I'm not
0: big on like normal golf games, but I love it when people take like the concept of golf and then do something else with it, you know, like this, where there's kind of like obstacles and weird different barriers. And we're going to be talking again about, uh, Golf Club Wasteland. we talked about that, I think, last episode or the episode before that, yep. which does something interesting with golf. Also, like, you know, Golf Story on the Switch was one of the original titles. Oh, for I Switch. love that one. Anything like those. I love golf in a different context, just not golf
1: golf. Yeah. Yeah. So that looks really cool. Check it out. Curse Golf. Uh, just Google that as well. And two more things. Or should, do you want to do some and split no, it No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Let's finish it up. up. Uh, this is just funny because, you know, we have talked about Cyberpunk a lot in the show. I still love it, but I'm not playing it because there's nothing really to do. Well, a couple of things happened that seem bad. One was when they did the new patch, um, they accidentally deleted reflective roads, <laughs> like, everywhere.
0: Like You mean, like, when it rains, yeah, like, a
1: reflection or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just look matte, like, regular, like, uh, always. Okay. It's something small, but it's just funny how, like, you can fuck that up, I guess. Um, and then the other thing that's more important is that there's rumor, including them talking about it, That they might have those next gen versions be pushed to next year.
0: I heard that. And do you mean by that? Do you mean twenty twenty three, or do you mean no twenty twenty two? Okay,
1: but like they were always saying it was this year, like the end of the year. That was the Uh, whole goal. So it's just another sad, sad part of that story. Well, uh, they'll get there eventually. They will, and I'll be there still. And lastly, uh, this game came out of nowhere. I'm like all in. Let me give you a quick backstory. So I'm a, I was a big Genshin Impact fan, and we talked about sure.
0: We did talk about this several times. Yeah, I played it too. Yeah, I remember. It's a free
1: to play anime style game. It's super addictive, and at some point you like go, okay, I'm gonna stop this because it'll, you know, it's that gotcha game. So there's always a new hero. There's always a new level. Right, Right. And it is fun doing it, but it's definitely like trying to keep you in that world forever. So. There's something relaxing about it. I love it. So all of a sudden, showing up on Game Pass as a game preview, so it's like early access, Mm -hmm. is a game called Craftopia, which is just like a Genshin Impact and the fact that the color is really the same. It's really like, um, you know, colorful and and, Wind Waker, not Wind Waker, uh, Breath of the Wild style. So it looks like Genshin, but it's not like combat heavy. It's mainly like a crafting game, right? Okay. Where you run around and craft things and 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 punch trees and get the wood from them. Sure. And that was something that people said they felt like they spent hours and hours in in Valheim and I didn't like that. What Craftopia does is it mixes Genshin Impact with Valheim. How so? In the fact that the playability is more fun to me like there's a dodge roll, there's a skill tree, like it's got RPGness kind of stuff. What in do you it? need
0: to dodge all for? There's no combat. Are you just dodge out of the way of no, no. I'm trees sorry. There is combat. It's just oh, like oh, I thought you said there's no combat.
1: No, no, no. I did I say that? I you mean, did. maybe
0: I misheard you, but that's fine. Okay, there is combat, yes. but
1: um, it's more like you know, in the beginning, it's like animals and stuff, like, right? You gotta get some meat or whatever, and then there's some <laughs> monsters. Um, okay, but then at some point, the idea is you do you upgrade yourself well enough that you get to go to a different island. And and ah, some are like a snowscape and some are different and sure. so then different monsters and things will be there. But it is a perfect, like relaxing, like something you get out of Genshin Impact or Valheim where you just go in and just, man, hours are gone. And
0: you say this showed up on Game Pass
1: today? Because right I now. I was
0: just uh, just oh, it must have been literally hours ago because I was on Xbox earlier, did not notice it. So I'm going to have to go back and check it out.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's in it's a, again, it's an early access they did on Game Pass, which is really smart. Because, oh, by the way, I I know it's got to be either Chinese, I think it's Chinese. Um, Now, Genshin Impact as well, like, is, you know, not US based, Mihoyo, or whatever I think it's called. And, um, you know, and they just like, they know their business about getting people addicted. So it might be a like Eastern thing that like these games are really good at like getting people hooked. Um, Incidentally, China just did a stupid law where, kids can't play video games like very much. Do you hear about that?
0: I did hear about that. I was going to look up the details before the show and then I forgot it was something like kids under 18 can only play for like one hour a week yeah. and it's during so certain crazy. times or something. Yeah. And of course, you know, me and my wife were talking about it and we're like, how are they going to, how are they going to track that? What happens if you break that law? Like, Oh my, It just sounds like a nightmare.
1: Well, it's actually easy to, to track, uh, to track that because all those games are online. So, but like
0: you have to register. So, like, what if you're a kid, but you register as you're 18, then it doesn't count you? Like, how do they know if you're cheating or not? I mean,
1: oh, I don't know about the age thing. It's right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But all I know is there's something that Mihoyo and this company, I didn't look them up. You can look them up maybe. Who, what, Craftopia makes it. They're just, it's got like addiction right in it. And it, mm. I'm all for it. So, I'm just saying, like, Craftopia, you got me. I hope that my experience, uh, you know, uh, travels over to the full game but i'm in all right i'm like way in
0: i will check it out i'm definitely going to be on my xbox later tonight so i will jump in and download that and give it a shot maybe we can talk about it it in depth next week yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. all right cool anything else nope your side all right i don't have a ton but i do have a few things first i want to give uh fortnite a shout out a little indie game called fortnite oh i've heard heard of of that yeah yeah hundred people are playing it yeah it's just getting off the ground you know i really wish these guys the best of luck because it seems like they're doing some cool stuff yep they recently had an event uh that was celebrating martin luther king jr did you hear about this
1: yep i did but i heard something bad about it too
0: well i don't i don't know i saw a lot of people having some heartburn over it but i gotta be honest i feel like a lot of that was really knee-jerk reactions without really checking it out and without really knowing what it was about
1: oh i'm talking about th- something else you you continue okay
0: well are you t- hold on to the end and then give yep. me your bit at the end there uh, yeah, like it, it popped up out of nowhere. And I believe it had some uh, people who were, you know, people of color who were involved in creating it. It was in conjunction with like the estate of Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, a museum that focused in black history. I forget the name of it, but and also Time Magazine. I mean, Jesus, you know, it's like it's not like these were a bunch of yahoos just like making some kind of weird mod. I mean, these were like real institutions who, you know, did this stuff intentionally um but it was pretty cool my son uh saw it and he jumped in and he's like oh dad there's like a martin luther king jr and i'm like what and so we checked it out like they have this entire i have a dream speech that you can watch there's part of it that has uh like a little kind of a museum sort of a thing where you can like learn little bits of history and it was pretty cool like and there's no shooting you can't shoot anybody of course i mean it's just like you're just in there and there's other people in there they're all kind of like looking at stuff when my son was watching the speech, he had a little emote where he could just sit in a chair and just eat popcorn. So he was doing that, watching the speech. A couple other people were doing the same thing. Um, and he watched the entire speech, like, unprompted. Like, I didn't even have to say, oh, you should watch that. He just, like, watched it. Nice. The entire thing with other people. And they all watched the whole thing. And after done, he's like, oh, that was a good speech. I really like that. And I thought it was just really cool. Like, it was just kind of out of nowhere. And a lot of people on Twitter, like, right away were just on fire about it. And I was like, you know, like, we should give it a chance. I mean, you guys are acting like you're old people because Where are kids these days? I mean, kids are online. Kids are on games like like the Fortnite audience, probably one of the biggest audiences on Earth right now. And if this is uh, the kind of important social message that we want to promote, and I think that it is, what better way than to reach kids where they're at? I mean, couch it in something that they're going to see. I mean, the audience for this, it's got to be in the tens, if not. I mean, at least tens of millions, if not more than that. And what a great way to reach them. So I just thought it was really cool and really interesting. And I feel like a lot of the people who immediately leaped to say. This was a travesty and this was awful. And How can you do this? This is disrespectful. Well, I mean, is it though? I mean, because you got to reach the kids where they're at and this is where they're at and this is a great way to do it. And there was, of course, no shooting or anything like that. That would be a big no-no. It was just being in a world and walking around and seeing these museum exhibits virtually. I mean, that's what it was. So I thought, why not? That yeah. seems to be pretty cool. What was the bad thing?
1: Well, now I almost don't want to say it because that was a very positive way to say it. And it is true. It's, I think it was a good thing. Well, I'll say the bad thing, but it's just because I heard it on the Itchy podcast just now because I was listening to it. And they just mm-hmm. happened to mention this event that you're talking about. Yeah. So they said that that mainly they wanted to be respectful of the of the museum area. So they got rid of almost all the emotes uh, mm-hmm. for characters. So they can't like do the nay-nay or something, you know, like while yeah, sure. watching. But I beca- heard that somewhere remote. Yeah, but remote. because... Um, Of contractual like um, obligations to DC Mm. for like a Catwoman emote, they had to keep the whip emote in. I mean, it's a little fucking weird. Like you know that the history that right you know you're dealing i with.
0: mean sure but can we just like just be bigger people for like five seconds about this we could
1: maybe... i'm just saying people like immediately you know used it for what they wanted to use it for so i'm just saying i don't know. how do you my, my biggest problem is dc is like oh no that's a contract no, how about sure like how about they just do the bigger thing and be like that's eh, fine it, it makes sense to get rid of that you know i mean
0: agreed agreed i mean that's you all know, I'm saying. Fortnite's doing the whole like multiverse thing and they've got characters from all over there's probably like 85 million emotes who knows right and yeah i mean i think that if this maybe it slipped through the cracks i mean who knows maybe they forgot about that emote, but you know if if it was up to dc and who knows if it was or not i wish they would have disabled that but even you know even with something like that slipping through the cracks i think the larger message here is to bring something positive uh you know bring it in front of the people who need to see it which is the kids and like yeah i just amazing that they brought this message all over the world like that so i i think it's great Maybe there was something they could do better, maybe they could disable a few more of those emotes or you know, maybe you know just change it up, tweak it a little bit. But overall, I'm behind it 100%, dude. I think it's a great idea.
1: Here's what I'm saying. And I I do agree with it and I'm glad you brought it up because it's very good to do. And again, you have a user base there, then of course they're going to like, you know, you want to talk to your user base. They're there and inform them and educate them. But I think if they do another one, especially more of a respectful one or whatever or just it's not like obviously flaming, you know, cannons or something and it's something like this, then just like maybe you know, restrict what the character model can do. Right. That makes sense.
0: And they, and they kind of did, but I mean, I think this is, you know, like you said, contractual or maybe there's an oversight or something. I agree with you. I think that's exactly right. I think they should definitely work harder to like get those pieces out of it. So yes, agree. Because I mean,
1: it's easy. Any video game we play, we go to an area where we can't fight or use our sword. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? right it right. happens yeah. all the time. So yeah. it's not no, rocket science. I, I agree.
0: I agree. I think, you know, I, okay. that's good feedback for the Fortnite people. I'm sure that they've heard that feedback. I'd be very surprised if that happens again. So, But in yeah. general, 100%, I thought this was a great idea. Awesome. I really liked it. So, Okay. Uh, moving on, I want to give a shout-out to my friend Eddie Inzato. He is uh, the guy that I uh, tagged you in on Twitter yesterday the day before. Eddie is a good guy. He used to be on Twitter all the time. Uh, a couple years ago and well probably longer than a couple years ago time goes by weirdly these days but uh eddie's a real great guy and he got real busy doing work and stuff i don't know exactly what happened to him but he kind of like disappeared off twitter for a while and he recently popped back up and i follow him on instagram i I still follow him on twitter this whole time and he's like hey i'm gonna start listening to your podcast starting with episode one
1: i I saw that (laughs) i'm like you got a long way to go buddy I know he seemed
0: very excited that there's like you know a couple hundred episodes for him to catch up on so I was like wow that's amazing I I like like it's awesome and I feel like a great honor that anybody would want to listen to us for that many episodes so that he's going to start off at number one right now instead of just jumping in like like with the current podcast is amazing so well
1: us and Corey because he's going to have a lot of Corey that's true
0: he's going to get through 100 episodes of Corey and then it's going to be like Carlos shows up and it's going to switch gears So he's got basically like two kind of different types of show to to listen to. But yeah, what a journey. What a journey, right? It kind of reminds me of um, one of our listeners who was was listening to the Game Critics podcast when he was in, I believe it was Iran, and he listened to like every single episode. And then we did like a special episode for him. Um, So that, you know, I guess there's people out there who do literally listen to every single episode, which is awesome. Uh, I would like to be that kind of person. I don't think I have the raw time, but I think. There's a couple shows I wouldn't mind going back and listening to every single episode. But for those people that do like Eddie and Zotto, man, hats off for sure.
1: Hats off. I'm to get the soundboard installed so I can do the applause. All right. There you go. Yeah, and I'm going to get that. And when Eddie
0: hears this, he's going to hear this in 248 hours. Oh, what, shit. He'll hours. never hear this. So he'll hear this. the shout out 248 hours later. Eddie, when you finally hear this, tweet me and let me know that you got to this episode. And wait, we'll let me know what you think so far.
1: 248 hours. Do the math. How many years is
0: that? In fact, it's longer than that because our shows are way longer. It's probably more like 500 hours.
1: Right. So 500 hours. Uh, do the math. I should use Google. I can't. That's too much math. Well, 500 right. hours is, and then just do years. Uh, oh, I didn't type hours. Real-time what? computations happen. 500 a- hours into years. Oh, you can hear my keyboard. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. We're, it's like, we know you're doing the work. It's weirdly loud today. It is .06 years. So it's not, a, it's not even a full year.
0: So it's like half a year, but that's like 24. Wait, seven. let me do months
1: listen. then. Let me do months. Oh, it's not even a full month? Really? I don't know. Is it a fortnight? Like, oh, it's 1.6 fortnights
0: <laughs> It's, it's got to be more than that. Wait, anyway.
1: fortnight, Get it?
0: I get you. I get okay. it. Let's see what you Let's, did there. Anyway, nice. moving on. Thank you, Eddie, for letting thank us know you're you you starting you. the journey. We wish you the best of luck. Let us know how it goes. I would love to hear... Uh, Your experience as you go through the last couple years of the show Uh, Moving on want to give a shout out to Logitech Logitech G specifically. They hosted a Accessibility in gaming roundtable featuring many luminaries from the accessibility community Uh, So I was the sign language interpreter for that show just full disclosure, Uh, but I wasn't really a part of it I was just doing my interpreting thing in the corner but if you want to hear these people talk about, you know, what their experience with games, the best games, the worst games, what they can do to make games more accessible, it's a great chat. It's on YouTube. If you search for it, it's called Accessibility in Gaming Logitech G Roundtable. You'll find it. Uh, and just check it out if you got a few minutes I and mean, you want to hear uh, some people's thoughts about accessibility. People who live it. Cool. Check it out. Check it out. And last thing, uh, just a really random factoid. I was uh, doing some editing the other night. And tinkering around with some of the tools that we have in the dashboard of uh, GameCritics.com. And I was just like looking at some stats and I decided to crunch some numbers. I tweeted about this earlier, so maybe you've seen this already. Uh, But GameCritics.com as a whole, as a site, has published a little bit more than 8,000 pieces uh, separately. So I don't know if people think that's a lot or little. I mean, you know, it's probably nothing compared to something like IGN who puts out like 25 or 30 pieces a day or something like that. But, you know, for a small volunteer homegrown site made up of people who love it, I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good input. And to give you an idea of how many pieces 8000 pieces is, it breaks down to about one new piece published per day for 22 years. Holy moly. That's a fair amount of content. And I have been editor for the vast majority of that time. So that means I have basically read all of those pieces Edited probably the vast majority of them and given approval, so like it's not only that we've just published them randomly, but like that I have gone through and and seen all those on top Jeez. of the stuff that I have actually written for myself. So I want I I drilled down even further, right? And I looked at just me, not the site wide, but just me personally. Uh, and if you're not counting the stuff that I edited, just whatever I've written myself, I have created about twenty five percent of that. So like more than two thousand pieces are just from me personally. And that breaks down to one published piece every three days for 22 years.
1: Good so golly. I'm I tired.
0: Been. I have been a little busy. I have been doing things.
1: So. I'm just tired of hearing that. <laughs> um, also, it does mean like, you know, I've been doing, I'm not, I've been doing, I am not i have been do. i do not have any like cool calculations, which I should do now. And you're making me want to do them. But how many videos or podcasts or radio shows I've done. I bet but, it's a
0: lot more than you think, dude.
1: No, I, I mean, I think it is a lot. I, you know, last time I was looking at it, it's like crazy. Like thousands of videos, you know, and oh, people sure. go people now, oh, on YouTube or on TikTok, you do like a video for seven seconds on Instagram. It's not the same. It's like a show that like, you know, right, produced right. and get, getting the guests and all that kind of stuff. So I just wonder what that number is. But I bet you it, it still means that both of us are well qualified to talk about video games.
0: Yeah, we are we are producing some content in all caps right there. So.
1: Yeah. All right, that is all I've got for housekeeping. Anything,
0: uh, any last little bits and bobs for me? Close uh, up the house here.
1: It's good you said that because I open a drawer and there's three bits and, and three bobs, um, but I'll just do the bits. So, okay. uh, someone just said Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous is actually really good versus the other Pathfinder game, Kingmaker. Yeah, this one, this new one that just came out, I think, is called Wrath of the Righteous, and they're saying that they did everything better or something. I don't know. I just saw that. So. I think we didn't like Kingmaker, right? No, I thought it was good.
0: I, I played oh, it. Um, I played it maybe three or four weeks ago, and I'm like, oh, this is really great. It reminds me a lot of um, Divinity: Original Sin, right? Like right the top right. down. You yeah, I thought it was it. Okay. good. It was just, it was just too much game for me. I had to put it on pause, but I thought it was good. Right. And if this was even better, then I'm definitely
1: interested. It's better and even more detailed, so you have no time for it. But I just uh, had to bring it up because yeah. I saw that before we came to the show. Also, um, did you? watch read all about it remember we talked about that on the show
0: it's on my list dude i actually brought it to my son he said he would be interested in watching it but we have not oh, okay. watched it yet because we have like three or four other shows that we're like in the middle of and so yep. we need to finish those first and we're gonna get to it's just on my me, list.
1: yeah let me know when you do and i'd like to talk about it in the show uh and then two i guess there's four bits uh no man's Sky has a new dlc that's supposed to be the best one ever dance
0: party dance party is the new content i heard it
1: Oh, what? I don't know about Dance Party.
0: If you build a dance floor in No Man's Sky and you get those tunes cranking, all your alien bros will get oh, down and boogie with you.
1: that's really cool. That's pretty funny. It's uh, But there's like a base building, like an extension, something to do like almost like story-based uh, about aliens. It's called you're Frontiers. Saving,
0: yeah, you're saving these, these decrepit towns that aliens are, are living in, and they need help. They need the traditional hero to come save the day, so you show up to their town. And be like, hey, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? And then you go, you know, go on a shopping list, get the stuff they need, and save their town.
1: Okay, I, we're not going to go back there, right? We, we're not no, going to go back.
0: No, I, I had a really good time with it, but I'm not going to go back because that stuff sounds cool. But I, I put like 80 hours in that game, and I, I feel like I had the experience.
1: Dude, I, had, I think I had 130. At was, least
0: I remember you played it yeah, way longer than I. Because I did. played it before
1: yeah. you and everything. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Just and then last, last, lastly, is that I will. I'm going to get a soundboard and hook it up for our podcast. So. Uh, just letting know that's gonna come soon. And if anybody listening has any like sound bites out there, they can send me. You know that they, they want me to use on the show. Yes. Uh, just, I guess, I uh, can't tweet me. We need an email. I guess you use the so video games we, email. We,
0: we actually do have an email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need, yeah, we, <laughs> we need an
1: email, but with our video game name. It's so one. video games
0: at so video games podcast at oh, gmail dot I don't gotta know. put the podcast on because somebody stole the other one. Motherfuckers? motherfuckers i don't know why they stole it i don't think i us. have
1: access to that that's why i don't know it do um, i yeah we have
0: it i mean we do mention it at the end of every show
1: okay yeah i know i mean i do have access to it
0: i have said it with you at least no, i know i'm times. asking
1: if i have access to that email
0: i don't know if you do but we can, okay. we can figure let's that out sure that let's make sure that happens let's soundboard
1: coming soon let's get into video games
0: okay great uh oh you know since we're talking about soundboards i will just give a quick shout out i know that nobody who was on that show is listening to this show. But I was a really huge fan of the uh, Josh and Jay podcast uh, when that was around. Josh and Jay plus Rowan Kaiser back in the day. It's it's no longer a show. Everybody's gone their separate ways. But they had a soundboard, and they had some pretty funny clips. And one of the funniest clips was Rowan Kaiser saying, 600,000 penises. Oh, geez. So if anybody has that sound clip, I would love to get that sound clip. That was a really funny
1: clip. And you want to use it on our show?
0: Just for funsies, just as a shout-out. Because okay. that was... A great podcast i really enjoyed for many years and i'm sad that it's gone
1: i think our soundboard's gonna get filled up pretty quickly
0: we shall see all right let's move on to the actual meat of the show we got tons of stuff to cover carlos we're gonna start off with you writers republic beta i'm assuming you're playing this on xbox
1: uh playstation it's on PlayStation. all the consoles yeah
0: okay i don't know anything about this you talked about it before and I took a quick look at the video and it was like, I don't know, people being like real extreme or something. So you want to fill us in about a few more specifics than that?
1: <laughs> That's the exact box quote. Um, you know, it's people being extreme or something.
0: Pretty extreme or something. You're yes.
1: not too wrong, by the way, <laughs> because this is going to be a very short. It's just a preview. It's, it's a beta X early access or whatever. And for some reason, again, my loud cards are back. I apologize. That's fine. We had, we had an ambience or sirens earlier. It's just I probably got to move. Uh, anyways, so this is an early access like beta. It's only for a limited time. You can still play it probably by the time you heard this podcast. And it is an extreme sports game, which some of those I like quite a bit. I don't think you like any of them. I don't think I do, but yeah. this
0: one's pretty extreme, right? Because you got lots of crazy stuff in there, right? Like yeah. Yeah, wingsuits and all that.
1: There's pretty I much mean, anything you can think of going downhill or in the air you can do. Um, you know, whether it be skiing, snowboarding, riding the bike, which is the main thing they introduce you to, uh, downhill. And then there's actually like, yeah, at least, why don't we call them like flying suits? Uh, yeah, the wingsuits, yeah. Yeah, wingsuits. So that's the idea. And then, you know, the, the beta basically shows you like the one player experience, which is you, there's a miniature story, you know, and then there's obviously story to bring you to each next new section. But why I stopped really fast is... Uh, a couple reasons. One, let's go to talk to what you just said about it being extreme things and doing extreme things. Everybody in this, like all the characters, are like using slang that no one uses. Like, oh,
0: is it like the leftover 90s Mountain
1: Dew stuff? I guess so. What is that?
0: You know, like, oh, dude, like to the extreme, like, oh,
1: rad. Right, kind, kind of, of stuff. but, but yeah. they're doing their own versions of it. It's like they're not being from the 90s. They're just like, yeah, and I wish I had an example. But they're like using a, a slang that no one ever uses, right? Like, it's royally awesome to do this thing. I hope, he, you know, we can really prime it up. And I'm like, no one says prime it up. Uh. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, there's a story about you being like, oh, I think that guy's going to be the one who's going to be the best biker or, you know, extreme sports person. Let's train him. So the story bits are painful um, oh, and really annoying. Bad. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, you're being shown all these things. You have to go through them. And then secondly and more almost more importantly because you and I and definitely me have played I played almost all the bike games, right? Like uh what's the one that I love? Uh, downhill uh Lonely Mountains downhill. Lonely Mountains downhill is um, real good. Descenders, other, Descenders is, one is really one. good. Yeah. And even with some of the limited graphics like the physics and stuff, they really get right like on so many different styles. And this one is just kind of not great.
0: Physics don't feel correct.
1: They don't feel correct. And especially again, of playing like so many of the other bike games. It just feels like, oh, surprise. They had many, many different modes of transportation they were going to use. Do you know right. what I mean?
0: One size fits all. So maybe the it's, bike feels a bit off, but the engine has to accommodate the wingsuit, has that's to accommodate exactly
1: the, it. the skateboard or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like everything felt like, you know, snowboarding, you were like eating shit. You could like pull off more stunts than. You probably should, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just hit a couple buttons and it's almost like SSX tricky style. Right. And it's really designed for not someone like me, but like everybody getting together with their friends and they're all going down the hill at the same time, which is, you know, to their credit is what they were uh, pitching this game to be like a party game. Right. Like almost like it feels like a fortnight going downhill. It's funny
0: that the idea for this game is going downhill fast with friends. That seems like a very strange concept when you kind of like separate it out from the game like that but that's really like all extreme sports are is it's like going downhill like really quickly
1: yeah with friends that that's friends, actually yeah. the real box quote but then every once in a while I'm saying like what's up prime dude <laughs> I keep saying prime I don't I don't know what the words but they use words that no one uses right it just sounds unnatural or it sounds forced it you know here's what it is and this is my sh- kind of short you know review preview is that it reminded me of because of that way that they talked and the story and the characters and the way that it felt it's almost like it is an extreme sports game from the past yeah do you know what i mean like it really does fit that um yeah it feels like it went backwards in a way so and the flying was like any other flying you know like yeah you had a boost and you went you know controlled it and it just felt okay and then i did some skiing and you know Messing around on the on the uh, snow and it felt. I mean, very this basic.
0: Game, this game is not out yet, and I've already forgotten it existed, dude. So I mean, that kind of tells you what you need to know right there.
1: Well, here's the thing: I'm going to end this review now and just say that I don't think I'm going to play the full version. And uh, that's sad because I was looking forward to it. I talked. You about were it. very excited a couple episodes ago. It just feels basic.
0: Uh, all right, basic as a pumpkin spice latte. We're moving on.
1: I think pumpkin uh, spice latte is maybe maybe better tasting.
0: <laughs> but still basic
1: but also very basic you right
0: <laughs> all right moving on we were approached by a indie developer and it may even be like a one person studio i forget uh to check out a pc game and i am continuing the streak the the unbelievable unbelievable precedent breaking streak of actually playing another pc game which Whoa. just shocks the hell out of me it's really weird i don't like it makes me feel very <laughs> uncomfortable um, but I felt like we should do this one because, you know, I want to support indie developers. This seemed like kind of a cool thing. It's called Blackout: The Darkest Night. It's on PC, it's on Steam. And this is kind of like a, a visual novel. Uh, so uh, I'll let you take the lead on this one, Carlos. Basically, the premise is: you're a guy, you wake up, you don't know what's going on. And you got to figure out like where you are, who you are and what's happening. That's like the basic premise of it. So uh, I played a little bit of it. I wanted to play more, but it kind of just times got away from me. I didn't play as much as I wanted to. Carlos, how far did you get in Blackout?
1: There's like uh, it's broken up into scenes uh, mm-hmm. or like uh, kind of mini episodes kind of in a way. And so I played like three of them. OK. Uh, or four. Yeah, I went pretty far and did a couple of the puzzles and got a lot of the backstory. But this is a choose your own adventure game. That's what this is.
0: Excellent. This I is like those.
1: a visual choose your own adventure game uh, with a little bit of fun and how they do the delivery of the text because, you know, you'll be you – know, basically, the story is you, you're you a blackout, right? So you don't remember where you are, what amnesia, etc., and you're trying to piece together what's going on. And then, you know, the story takes off from there. Sure, Stuff I don't, happens. I don't even want to say anything more about yeah, don't the story say anything. it like, is really yeah. interesting uh, and it changes quite a bit, like quite a bit as you go on. So that's all you need to know, and it is, I think, told pretty well and written pretty well, but basically it takes place in these little pages of script, but as the script's being displayed, it's not that simple as just reading it, but every once in a while they'll do things like you have to click a word, and if you click the word, it'll add to your stats because you have a whole other uh, sheet that is your stats, which is like endurance and sanity a couple other things.
0: It kind of remind me of like a, like a fa- fighting fantasy book a little bit because you, yes. you did have some
1: stats, but there is also choices.
0: Yeah, there was. A, I did. I did. Yeah, exactly. Well,
1: there a game. Uh, there is a book like that, that you mentioned. Is like RuneScape or something, or I don't know another like uh, Choose Your Adventure book they used to make where you could use use dice too. Yes, you yes, could yes, actually yes. like do combat. So it's like that. It really is like a, a Choose Your Adventure, a very complicated or like intricate one, brought to life in a visual style, and then and then you have choices. So you know but your choices are actually affected by those stats I mentioned. So if you have like low sanity, maybe you can't pull, pick one of the choices later on. Right, right. Uh, I think it's told very, very well, very visual. Um, at some point, there's a puzzle that pops up in like each chapter, and it's a real puzzle. Like You have to put together a puzzle. Yes. And it's done pretty well because I don't like puzzles, but um, it's just kind of interesting how they did it. And once you t- take the puzzle piece to put them together, you get a flashback of who this character is and learn more about the story.
0: Exactly. exactly. Um, and again,
1: great audio. Cause I was playing it with my headphones. So there's a lot of really cool ambient sound effects. Um, I, I like, like the
0: graphics. I think the art is really well done. Yeah. It reminded me a little bit of uh, just like kind of vaguely of like a Robert Crumb or maybe like a Richard Corbin. If anybody's familiar with those guys from the seventies It kind of a little bit of a feel like that. So I think it looks real good. And I think the premise is good. The writing's good. Uh, the first puzzle I got to, was just kind of fun. It just feels like a really well, put together a little thing. I really want to get back to it. I'll probably put some more time in tonight. I wish I'd played more for the show, but what I've seen so far, I liked a lot.
1: I like it a lot. And especially with the story, because again, they, he, they, she, whoever put it together. Uh, I think you said it's one person maybe, but they really thought about the, the flow of it, you know, Mm -hmm, because, mm -hmm. Mixing that idea with like not being able to pick certain choices because you're based on your stats, but those stats are affected by what you choice chose. Very you know? cool. Very cool. It's really smart. And um, I, a lot of times, I've been playing choose your own adventure type games that we've reviewed, and I didn't like them. I think because they didn't feel as true to the art form of it as this one does, which I think is high praise.
0: Yeah, that is very high praise. I like this one a lot so far. I'm gonna definitely finish it. And uh, you gonna finish it? You think? Yeah, yeah, I definitely will. All right, excellent. We'll circle back to it probably next episode then. So that was Blackout, The Darkest Night, currently on Steam. I don't know if it's available on any other PC portal, but you can at least get it there and check it out. Small indie game that's worth looking into. All right, I am going to talk uh, briefly about a couple titles here. First one is called... I'm not even sure how to pronounce it. Zengion, Zengion, Zengeon? Uh, Z-E-N-G-E-O-N. I believe this is a Chinese-produced title and it is on the switch it is a top down you know they call it a roguelike and i just really i feel like they're pushing the boundaries of like what a roguelike means um there's not much story to it basically uh, some demon king escaped something something and you got to like stop him <laughs> wait you wait know, hold on, I, like,
1: I like how you say that that's that's kind of a basic premise but a demon king escaping what, what what's going on there where are you escape from
0: I mean, that's the question, right? Like, they don't really fill in a whole lot of these blanks. It's like, Demon King is loose. Okay. That's a bad thing. And you have a group of teenagers who basically look like Persona characters. And I say that in a good way. I think the art style for this game is actually really good. The graphics uh, are very clean, very colorful. I think it's very sharp looking, whether you're in handheld or dock mode. And it actually, it actually looks very good in dock mode, I will say. Uh, I think it's, it scales up really nicely. Um, the character design themselves, everybody looks pretty cool. There's multiple skins and you can unlock more skins by playing the game, be- beating the game and finishing it on a harder difficulty level. So it starts out pretty neat. Each character has three abilities and like a dodge move. And at the beginning you can pick from I think two or three characters. I started out with one girl who had like uh, headphones and kind of a cool little skirt outfit. She looked like a real real cool chick. Um, and her ability was like she could shoot like a, a, a power beam. she could summon a giant ghost that would like defend her for a second. And then she could shoot out like a spread beam. And then she had like a, like a dash or like a flip or something like that. Um, so that was her abilities. And then you kind of run through these top-down dungeons, killing monsters as you go. There's a lot of monsters, like maybe too many monsters. You get crowded quite a bit. And you spend a lot of time like backing up to kind of like, you know, crowd control and get distance. Uh, but you go through the game and just like using those three powers plus your one dodge move. And that's kind of what makes me feel like it's not really roguelike. The The, the levels are procedurally generated, but they all kind of look the same. I did three or four different runs. And I mean, yeah, the maps weren't exactly the same, but they were functionally the same. It was like three rooms and three hallways, you know, maybe one branch to the left, maybe one branch to the right. But it's not really like anything significant, right? So like you go through uh, and the, the I think the thing that really makes it kind of a quote unquote roguelike in their definition is that you pick up little extra. I mean, I don't even want to call them powers. Like I, I feel like they're modifiers. So like you cannot change your abilities. You have the same three abilities and the dodge, uh, you know, with your one character. But you'll get, like, a a power that says, like, oh, 6% chance of inflicting a frozen status on an enemy every time you hit or something. So, like, your character doesn't fundamentally change, but, like, maybe something will happen. Or, like, oh, 1% chance of gaining back 5% health on a successful critical hit or something like that. So, like, you rack those up. But that, to me, is just, like, so minor. And it just does not really qualify as a roguelike. Because in my mind... A roguelike is at its heart is about, you know, random generation and it's about situational tactics. Like maybe you find the weapon that you like. Maybe you have a weapon that you don't like. Maybe you have a power that you didn't have last time. Maybe you, you know, like like something is different. Something changes. Like you have this really key item that really helps you out. And the next time you do the run, you don't have that item. Like right, that's really that what a roguelike. Or stuff like. sometimes. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what a roguelike is like to me. So to have a character who stays static, but, you know, maybe you get a little fire effect on every 15th hit or maybe you get a freezing effect on every 20th hit or something Yeah, that's not enough like does not feel enough so really what it felt like was kind of like a top down just dungeon crawler but you're not getting really different loot and your powers aren't really changing so you're kind of just running through the level um grinding you know cash to buy some of these little upgrades that you get and then just you know seeing how far you can make it so i i gotta say i I, felt really quickly like i was playing the same level over and over and over and that's one of the things that you never wanted a roguelike a roguelike should feel very different from run to run that's what makes the genre so appealing that's what gives it its legs so to take away that feeling is like you fundamentally don't understand what a roguelike is supposed to be doing so well,
1: well in their defense on the description page it says an action rpg and roguelike so i think that they really just mean it's a more action rpg dungeon yeah. crawler
0: It just feels like a very basic, kind of straightforward, repetitive dungeon crawler, which is a shame because I think it looks great. Character design is interesting. Uh, All the different characters I tried, I think I tried two or three different characters, they all felt pretty different, so that was nice. Um, But it just does not check the boxes for me that it needs to check, and I did not uh, spend too much time with it because it just felt like I was just playing the same thing over and over and over. So
1: it's almost like a Diablo meets persona because that persona style is hard. Like that's a hard persona art style. Yeah. It like, definitely it looks yeah. just like it.
0: Yeah. In a good way. I think it's really cool. Yeah. And very appealing. So yeah, for sure. That's a good way. Diablo plus persona, but like minus the loot and minus really the, the stuff that kind of keeps it fresh, it got, got stale pretty quick. So, all right, that is Zenjin Z E N G E O N, and I believe that's a Chinese uh from a Chinese developer. The other game owner, shout out in this particular section, is called Murder Mystery Machine. Uh, this comes from Microids, the indie branch of Microids, which I believe is a French publisher, if I'm not mistaken. This is a really neat thing. Uh, you play as a lady detective, a black lady detective, she joins the force. She gets partnered up with this uh, white guy, who is kind of a douche at first, but he kind of warms up over time. Um, you guys are partners, and you got to solve a crime. First crime is a guy gets shot in his house, and you got to figure out what's how to, you know, who killed him, with what, you know, was it Colonel Mustard in the hallway with the candlestick or whatever? <laughs> you got to figure out all the things, right? But how this happens is you you talk to your partner first, then you go to the scene of the crime, and each scene of the crime is just like, uh, it's like a little uh terrarium kind of, that's not the right thing like uh you're one of those things that you uh make in school projects like you, you make that little you know what i'm saying um, it looks like a little oh my god um, what is the word i'm searching for i can't even okay my um, brain is failing me right now it's I like a little a uh, little display it looks like a little model with like you know small scale things inside oh, of it i you know, what at it. You know what you no, know i am talking about. the name
1: of it yes that thing
0: folks if you're listening, please email me and tell me what that thing is called because it's totally escaping me right now Any anyway, diorama that's what it is. Diorama. diorama diorama jesus getting old is really hard folks please the recall is, is garbage these mm-hmm. days anyway it, each level looks like a diorama and so you can rotate it around like all the way around and you can see little diff- different details in it you walk in this little diorama you pick up clues and these clues will then be transported to like your i don't know a conspiracy board i guess it's like two separate halves of the game first half walking around finding clues in a diorama looks very cool uh the graphics are great very solid uh, i will say the switch port of this game is awesome like it's very well done the text is really readable you can scale in and out the graphics look great colors are great like it's a very good switch port I feel it feels very good on switch uh the second half of the game is when you go to your conspiracy board and like all the clues that you gathered from the diorama are converted into like little post-its um you know like when you watch a detective show and you see like the one rogue detective who's kind of going crazy where they got post its all over their walls and they got the red string yes the red between...
1: string connecting yes. everything
0: that's literally what this mode is so like you have post its all over this like virtual board red string and gray string kind of connecting the two and you can like make connections wherever you want and if you connect two things that make sense to the game it'll be like oh i just got a new idea or like oh i got a new piece of evidence or something so like you got to like use your logic uh, part of your brain to kind of figure out You know, oh, okay. Here's the gun, and then here's the fingerprints. But then the witness that we had wasn't there at the right time. And what does that mean? And like, you gotta like put these little red strings between all these little post-its. And I gotta say, like, (laughs) it's it's making me feel like I'm the world's uh, worst detective because I struggle with this part because I'm like, well, this makes sense to me, and the game's like, nah, bro, that doesn't make no sense. Yeah. So I get the the buzzer many times, and it takes me a while to figure these out. Thankfully. Uh, there is an in game hint system. So if you don't know what to do and you just can't figure it out, you hit X button and it literally just tells you, hey, bro, here's these two post it's. Put a line between these two and you're going to advance hey, the story. Hey, dummy. So.
1: This is the, it's right here in front of you. Can't you see Basically, it? Basically, yeah. Because I was just going to ask yes. you, I'm looking at the image of it and it looks cool, like a, almost like a puzzle in a way. But it is, yes. It seems like it's confusing. So it would be really good if they do give you a lot, of really good um, feedback, right, on that screen. And you say yeah. they do.
0: They do. They do pretty good. I mean, so I think there's a learning curve, right? Because there's a certain way that the game wants you to interact with the posts. Like there's a certain logic you got to kind of feel the rhythm of. And at first it kind of took me a while to kind of come around to it. But I feel like I have it really well dialed in right now. And one of the tricky things is like sometimes you'll feel like you got a real hot clue, but it doesn't mean anything. And so it's part, it's up to you to figure out which of these clues are really the relevant ones and which ones are just noise or filler, right? To kind of throw you off the trail, the Mm -hmm. red herrings. So, um, I performed really well on last night's puzzle, and I felt really good about myself because I was kind of struggling before that. I feel like I've, I've got it dialed in, but the hint system is there, if you like. Um, you can play around with it, post it as much as you want. And if you get it wrong, the game will be like, no, you got it wrong, try again. So it's not like super punitive. I mean, the only bad thing that happens is the more you mess up, the lower your grade goes. But I don't think the grade does anything. I don't, I don't think it unlocks anything. I don't think it means anything. I think it's just for you to evaluate your own detective skill. And yeah, I'm I'm due for a demotion at the department. I'm not nice. doing so hot these days, but I think it's a really fun game. I think it's really cool and it's nice and bite sized, too. You can do one little chunk of story in like maybe 15, 20 minutes and then just put it down, come back to it later. Divide it up really well. It's a great switch it. And so far, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I think it's pretty neat.
1: Also, I must say, because I just looked at the images of it, it totally looks like Disco Elysium.
0: It kind of does in terms of, like, character design and the way that the, the, art, style. Look. Yeah, yeah, the no, art style, Yeah, the style, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Not quite as abstract, but you're definitely in the same basket.
1: For sure. Yeah, so. it's, it seems really cool.
0: Yeah, it's really nice. I definitely recommend it on Switch. I think it's really good. It would be fine on PC or whatever as well. So, Murder, Mystery, Machine, having a pretty good time with it. I'm about, uh, maybe, like, uh, definitely less than half, but so far it's a thumbs up, so. Cool. All right, Carlos, turning it over to you, uh, Rustler, which is hilarious i'm very eager to hear what you have to say about rustler yeah which has been described by pr as grand theft auto in medieval times yeah um let me just give you my experience with rustler first and then we're going to turn it over to please you please do my experience with rustler was i got sent a code from pr so full disclosure you know for the purposes of talking about it on the show start up the game and it is like the jankiest like fmv sequence for the opening i was like wow they actually wanted to use this for the opening of the game it looked really low rent and like people at the renaissance fair filming it on their iphones or something like it was like full of artifacts and it just it looked really poorly done like it was just really running like crap uh so that was a bad way to start getting off on a real um, i don't know low budget kind of note so i get to the title screen and I'm like, OK, well, wrestler. I know Carlos is playing with a show. I should probably play this as well so we can talk about it. Uh, I go to hit start and it's not working. And I'm like, huh, what's weird is my batteries in my Xbox controller dead? No, they're fine. Huh. OK, is am might is something blocking the signal for my controller or my Xbox? No, there's nothing there. I'm like, well, this I can't. Nothing's working like it's not. So I, I go back to the home screen back out of the game and I, you know, I navigate through my Xbox as normal. Every other game that I try is is functional. I go to the store. No problem. I go to Game Pass, no problem. It's all working. And I go back into Wrestler, not working. So I'm like stuck on the title screen, the, the screen where it says, you know, new game, continue, mm-hmm. options. I'm on that screen. That's as far as I got because the game is unresponsive. So I, I sent an email to PR and I'm like, is this a common issue? Because I can't even start this game. And after the intro I just watched, you are really not giving me good feelings on this one. And they're like, yeah, we've had a couple of people you had the same problem try to unplug your xbox and plug it back in and i'm like <laughs> really that was the advice? That was this i haven't done it yet because i just kind of moved on to something else but i will probably try it tonight i I'd, I'd be very surprised if that worked but we'll see
1: well i will say this in their defense and any other game developer that we ever talk about ever Brad Galloway and technology do not mix.
0: I have anti-technology aura. That is true.
1: And you get every single bug that other people don't. It's like literally every episode you're like, and Carlos, guess what? There was no volume.
0: Yes. Oh, Carlos, guess
1: what? It just crashed on me. And I'm like, that's never happened to me in those games ever. So That
0: is my, yes. That is my constant experience. Yes.
1: I'll say that. We'll throw that out for a grain of salt, right? That's
0: true. That's true.
1: Um, well, I didn't have that, and also I played on PC, because uh, I have a controller, so this game, you know, you use a controller, and I just plugged it into my PC, uh, also got a code, so thank you very much. I was very excited for this, and very excited to buy, I guess there will be a full version, right? Because it's still early. Is this not the full version? I don't think this is. Yeah, what, I don't think what this is. What version is, is it? Uh, or just early access, I, th- I believe.
0: Huh, okay, I thought this was the full version, maybe that's my mistake, but what, so how much... Of a chunk did you get?
1: Well, no, you get mo I mean it's there's a lot of stories, a lot of stuff to do. I did not finish. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's just that I think I remember seeing in the beginning, like, hey, if you see any problems or experiencing problems, like send them to us. So it feels like they might still be working on parts of it. Um okay. I know one part they gotta work on. The beginning for you. And fucking title
0: screen, yes.
1: So okay, uh, so anyways, I played on PC, so I didn't have those issues. I bet you I wouldn't have had those issues on Xbox either. But probably not. I was following this for a very long time. Uh, probably mentioned it on the show a couple of times. It originally was called Grand Theft Horse. Was that? Yeah, it really was.
0: <laughs> I, I'm sure they got a and d from And they got uh, a C&D and they're like, Rockstar, you're not going to yeah. call that.
1: So, Rustler, I guess it works. It's not my favorite name. But you're basically, um, you know, I don't want to say hooligan, but you're like um, a, a guy who's going to do shady business for coin, right? That's who you are. Sure, <clears throat> and sure. And you're the Rustler, I guess. But basically... It's top-down view, old-school Grand Theft Auto, or um, what's that game from? Oh, there's so many games that are just like it, but they're all escaping me right now. But, you know, you see your character from above, isometric view, and it has a lot of the Grand Theft Auto-isms in it, but it's in medieval times, like you said. And, like, the very first quest, or actually the introduction to the town is very cool because you get to, like, an overhead view of the town and you know what you're getting into because there's a cow on the roof, You know, and he's, like, Um, spray-painted. Starts wacky, It starts wacky immediately. And there's just stuff you can see that's just, like, all over the place that has, you know, old-school Grand Theft Auto vibes. Um, Or even Saints Row, really. I think there's actually more Saints Row than Grand Theft Auto. Sure. Um, And then the very beginning, you start the game, you're walking around, you see, like, two guys just fighting. (laughs) And that's really fun. Like, there's, like, stuff going on in the world that's, you know, not just you. And you have the basic attack, you know, punches, uh, left and right punches. And then when you pick up weapons, you can do weapon stuff. There's a great crossbow. So you can use the right analog twin stick shooter style for the crossbow. Okay. And all the, like, you know, missions in the beginning are basically like, hey, go steal this horse from this knight, which automatically feels fun because I love the medieval world. We talked about Miracle Workers uh, and how much fun we had in that. Yeah, I watch right now the the season three, uh, which is the Oregon Trail version of Miracle Workers, and then I'll play this. And it's still kind of fun because it feels like old-timey. Right. Um, Anyways, yeah, the first mission is you go steal Knight's horse. And, you know, after you steal it, like, he's there. So you've got to, like, fight him. And then once you kill him, you run away. And, you know, it's very similar to, like, Grand Theft Auto. You can bring the horse into a barn and then it changes the appearance of the horse. Ah, Which is like they did the cars. Uh, So there's so many parallels to, like, things that you literally do in Grand Theft Auto. That's why I think they were, you know, going to call it Grand Theft Horse. And... Then, like, the next one is a little more, you know, different. Like, you've got to, like, fight somebody or steal something or, um, I forgot what some of the other stuff was. But at some point, there's definitely cops. But, you know, they're like the guards. But on their horses, they have a siren. Oh, that's funny. How funny is that? You don't like that. I know you don't. Um, (laughs) But I'm just saying it's more like just like the red and blue light. I don't know what it actually is, you know. sure. So and then the horse you know, the, the guards are faster like cops, and if you steal the guard's horse, the, the guard's horse is faster, just like a cop car would be.
0: Is there like a little wanted meter where like do you have like you know oh,
1: like I think there might be, but I don't know. They okay. do they do chase you for a while and you can not escape. Um and you know, there's physics kind of in the fact that you can break barrels and do things like that. It's just a fun ass playground. And I cannot stop playing it because I already knew what I was expecting, like this game to be. It was exactly what I thought it would be. Um, yeah, when you say when you call something Grand Theft Horse," you know what the game's going to be. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I really, really like it. I think that the missions are getting a little more involved because now I'm going to enter a tournament soon, and uh, you know have enough coin to kind of do that. Oh, another funny thing is like there's a guy who playing what's it called the loot or something. Sure. And I like just went up to immediately and started punching him, you know, like you do in Grand Theft Auto, as you do, as you do. And I finally beat him up, and he fell down, and I took his loot, <laughs> and his so that, literal loot, his loot, yeah, uh, yeah. I took his L U T E, and I'm running, and the cops are coming after me, the guards, and I actually equipped my loot, and as, and I'm running away from them, playing the loot.
0: Oh, that's funny. It was
1: pretty. Again, you don't find it funny because the way you said that. But no, I think
0: I think it's funny. Really? Funny. Okay. I mean, sure, that sounds funny.
1: Sometimes when you go like you're like, oh, that's inter You know, that's really good. That's very interesting, Carlos. <laughs> I, that's a red <laughs> flag. I should know that. That's what that it doesn't mean you're interested. But no, it, it just like those little me- mechanics are fun, and the twin six shooting's really fun. I can't say one bad thing about it except that it's it leans heavy into the corny jokes at times. Okay. Which again will turn off some people, but. I, I just see past that and I go, I know what I'm getting and right. it's ridiculous and fun. And every once in a while that for a new mission, they'll add a new like mechanic and you're like, oh, there's even more things I can do. Like I could set something on fire or whatever. Like there's just so much fun stuff in this game. I I love it to death, actually.
0: I mean, that sounds like a pretty fun time if I could actually get it to run on the Xbox. Right. I will. Uh, I will. I will power cycle my Xbox tonight and see if that, that works does. i can't believe i'm even saying that what a, what a joke but uh, you know the one thing also i will say without having played this even for a moment is that the name rustler to me is very much associated with like the old west and so when i hear you know you're like a, you know, a rustler they're like an outlaw who steals horses and cows um it's weird that they chose that name i mean i guess that is kind of what you are but like i don't associate that word with the medieval period so it's kind of a mental disconnect. For me. mm, I wonder if you yeah. could have came up with something else, but oh well, whatever. Maybe we'll we'll maybe we'll come back to it. Hopefully, I'll play it someday. We'll see.
1: We'll come back to it. By the way, instead of uh, unplugging your your Xbox, just delete the game and then install reinstall it.
0: Well, that's my plan B. Yeah, I will try yeah. that as well. I'm gonna try all. The I should things. make you should
1: make that their plan A. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll try that as well. So we'll come back. All right, to it. we'll I'll, come back because I'm gonna back. keep playing it. We'll come will. back. We'll yeah. come back. All right, let me uh talk real briefly about a game called Townscaper. Uh, I believe it's either out already or it's just about to come out. This is not really a traditional game. And I don't say that in the whole, like, I'm stuck up my own ass. Like, what is a game kind of a thing? I mean it in the sense that it's just kind of like an electronic toy. Like, there are no goals. There are no achievements. There is no structure to it. Uh, Townscaper is just like a thing you play with. And what it is is you start off with a screen that's just full of water. Like, it's just, just empty, infinite water. And you have a little cursor. You can choose colors. There's like a whole like color wheel, you know, red, blue, purple, green, white, whatever. And then you can change a few more settings like the scale and stuff like that. But basically, all you're doing is you are clicking your cursor somewhere in the water and then boom, a little house appears. And it's just like in the water. Like, you know, it's, it's on stilts maybe. Maybe it's on a little mountain. Maybe it's on a wall or something like a little house appears. And then you're like, oh, that's a cute little house. And you can take your cursor and you can move it to like any one of the four sides of the house, front, back, left, or right. Or you can go on the roof of the house and click. And that's all you do. You're just clicking. That's all you're doing, right? It's like a one button action. And the game itself will give you something. So like if you click on the left side, it might turn out to be a longer house. But if you click on the top, it might turn out to be a tower. Or you never quite know exactly what's going to happen. But you just know that your thing is going to be built bigger in that direction, whether it's the cardinal four directions or up. And that's basically all you do. Like you just kind of like take joy in clicking on this thing and making the town grow bigger and bigger. Wait, Uh, sorry, I have a
1: question at the beginning. I'm watching some of the video of it. It it sounds like, it looks like it's just a map maker, like a map editor. Um, But, and you say when you click, you get something, you don't know what it is. Can, do you ever choose what, what you're, what you're getting?
0: If there is a way to choose, I do not know how you choose because it seems to me, after filling with it, that it just automatically decides what it is. Okay, From, no, I mean maybe I'm wrong, but
1: that's what it's Or maybe it like opens up later, like a like a you know how there's like a always a cre- um what's it called? Um a creative mode, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean this entire game is nothing but creative mode. Like there is no other mode than creative mode, but maybe there's options that pop up later. I don't I know. I think there but is because like,
1: I'm watching this guy play right now on stream and he mm-hmm. he uh Yeah, he, like, changed a piece of land into a house. I feel like you can maybe change things later. Yeah, that happens automatically, though, when you do it. Like, if you have a
0: house and you just click, sometimes it turns from a house into, like, a walkway. Wow. Or sometimes you click on the walkway and it becomes, like, a tower. And sometimes that tower becomes a bridge. Like, you never... If there's a way to choose, I don't know what it is because it seems to me like the computer does it itself.
1: Well, that's really Um, interesting.
0: Yeah, so it's just kind of like a real zen kind of, like chill out like literally like nothing happens there's no enemies nothing catches fire nothing nothing goes wrong if you you know you can click on things an infinite number of times just keep changing and building and that's that's all it is it's just super chill a little electronic toy you can play with that just lets you build a town as much as you want
1: it seems real relaxing i'm just like in, in like uh, engulfed in that's the wrong word in in nope in engrossed nope. engrossed Ingrossed. sometimes i get right words right you were uh, very close most of the time. I was. Yeah, I'm engrossed in it. It just looks really meditative.
0: Yeah. It's just super chill. Just really it's like one step below. What is the game we played last week on the show about the planting a garden in the post apocalypse? Right. Uh, Cloud, yeah, Gardens? Yeah. Cloud Gardens. Cloud Gardens. Yeah. So Cloud Gardens was already like almost at max chill. Townscaper is we have we've reached peak chill. Like there is no more chill. Like any more chill than this, you're like asleep. Like there's no more yeah. way to be chill than this. So this is this is the ultimate kick back and just no zero stress
1: you're either sleeping or you're playing townscaper but that's a that's a positive that's not a negative
0: yeah in a good in a good way in a good way if you want to just just kick back a lot of stress in the world right now you need to take a break get yourself some townscaper and you're gonna zen right out
1: dude it's six bucks on steam too i don't know what is on other platforms but that's totally very affordable yeah Yeah. very
0: affordable so that is townscaper just an fyi that that exists and i had a pretty fun hour with it i thought it was pretty neat uh now i want to circle back to a game that we talked about last episode carlos Apocalypse Golf Wasteland. Yes. You brought this to the show
1: last week, correct? I don't know when, when we do things anymore. I yes. need to know
0: literally exactly to the day when you brought it to the show. I need to know right now.
1: Um either last week or the week before.
0: Okay, good enough. So you brought it to the show and you I recall you seem to like it, right?
1: Yeah, it was fun. I you had a problem with the idea of it. And yes. I like the I like golf though, remember I like if anything's kind of a, an excuse to play a kind of simple golf, I'll play it. And I liked the fact that I was listening to the radio and they were telling me stories and stuff and the music. So I, I liked it.
0: Exactly. So the the PR person uh, sent me a copy of this game after he heard the podcast.
1: So, wow. So I got you a free copy.
0: I mean, basically, I think that's how that happened. Okay. So regardless, I got the copy. And he's like, oh, you know, you should play the story mode, like see the whole story because the guy that you're playing is not actually a douchebag. And to, and to give that context, uh, when you brought this to the show – the basic premise of the game is that Earth has is gone like apocalypse happened, ecological disaster. I mean, basically two weeks from now. Right. It's today. It's, right?
1: it's tomorrow. Yeah, It is like tomorrow. Yeah.
0: So humanity pulls an Elon Musk and flies to Mars, sets up a new colony and people, rich people from Mars will fly back to Earth to slum it here in the the leftover dregs of humanity and play golf. And so when you talked about this in the show, I was like, oh, well, that sucks because I don't want to be like an Elon Musk asshole, uh, rich douchebag coming to Earth to play golf. But that's actually not who you are. And that's not actually what's going on. Um, did you ever go back and finish this game?
1: I didn't. But now whatever you're going to say, is going to make me probably want to finish it.
0: You should go back and finish this game. I finished the whole thing in probably maybe two hours-ish or something. It's a pretty pretty quick play. And I don't want to spoil it here, but I will say that I think the story in this game is actually great. I love the story in this game. And it is slowly revealed as you go through. Um, you get uh, bit by bit revealed as you complete holes at par or below. If you go below par, you usually get more story. If you finish at par, you get a little bit of story. If you finish above par, you get no story, which I, I'm kind of bummed
1: out by. Oh, really? Um, I didn't even know yeah. that mechanic existed.
0: Yeah, I'm a little bit bummed out by that, because some of the holes, I feel like, are pretty challenging, and I was pretty invested in the story. So I did miss out on the story on a couple of the holes, because it was not worth my stress of trying to shoot for par, because I was actually pretty zen with the rest of the game, and I was really enjoying like the kind of laid-back vibe of playing golf in the ruined you know, skeleton of humanity left on earth. Actually way more peaceful than it sounds. It's just pretty chill and interesting Yeah, because you get a lot of neat holes, right? Like you're, you hit a ball up an escalator or you shoot for a hole that's suspended from a crane in midair or you're uh, underground in the subway and there's a hole down there and it's all very cool and neat and interesting.
1: I was going to say real quick at the top, because you just mentioned it, it's great that we're bringing it back to the show because I don't think that mechanic is explained about the par. Is it? I mean, it's, you have to just, like, observe that it
0: happens. It took me a little bit to figure out what was happening. Oh. At first, I thought it was just happening automatically. But then when I went back in the menu, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. How come those diary entries are not there? What's going on? And then I went back to check, and I'm like, oh, oh you used you logic. You yeah. used
1: logic. I didn't use that. <laughs> um, because that's exactly what I did. I just got a piece of story on one random hole, and I was like, oh, they're going to you know, slowly tell me the story.
0: Right. And that's what it seems like. But oh. you actually do have to perform for that. Although I will say um so i only got about maybe half the story because i was less interested in shooting for par than i was in just playing the game and just getting through it because i was yeah. just having a pretty good time but when you get to the end of the game i think it's i want to say it's like 35 holes 45 holes something like that when you get to the end they give you like this giant story dump at the end like a really cool cutscene that that goes back and explains literally everything that you've been doing gives a proper context when you get further in the game like little little bits of uh, story show up like your guide does some stuff that's not golfing which i thought was pretty cool um i really like this story a lot and i really love how it was told i really love the recontextualization of what happened this game is not i mean it is golf but it's also not about golf it's also about something else and yeah uh like you observed the soundtrack is awesome they're offering the soundtrack anybody who buys the game can also download the entire soundtrack which is rad and just listening to it is very cool because you get a full soundscape of not only neat music, but the music also tells the story of like what Earth was like before they left for Mars. And then there's all these uh, radio talk show guys who are talking about how like shitty things are on Mars right now. So it kind of gives this kind of melancholy feel to the whole thing. Uh, I just I loved this game like so much. I think it's probably one of my favorite games of the year, honestly. I had wow. a great time with it. It's really good. I really like it a lot. It's short to the point, it tells the story very effectively. Got to the end and I'm like, wow, this ending's awesome. I love Everything about this. This is great. I'm
1: so glad you did our due diligence at, on this game, uh, being, you know, the professional editor of 22 years. Because <laughs> I was like, this is fun in my in my earlier review. And if uh, the developer's listening, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I just perused the game. And I needed Brad to do the deep dive. But, no, you're just going to make me want to finish because I didn't even know it was that close to the finish. Like, I was probably... 10, 15 holes in or something, you know, just Uh, get little bits of story. So now I'm like, just going to power it through. You should go do it. Just take like an hour and a half.
0: Just get to the ending. It's totally worth it. You got to really, it's going to give you a whole new appreciation for the game. I think it's really great. So cool. Apocalypse golf wasteland. Definitely one of my favorite experiences of the year so far. I love it a lot. So I will have a full review up on game critics once uh, the embargo drops, we were clear to talk about it here on the podcast. I cleared that with PR, but the written review I think is still in our bugger for a couple more days or something like that. So okay. look for that soon at gamecritics.com. Cool. Carlos psychonauts two very anticipated by many people. Yeah. Uh, I know double fine has a legion of fans out there. A lot of people are really a uh, big fan of what Tim Schaefer and his crew have been doing and it's been many years since the first psychonauts it's out now i have not played it but i have downloaded it because it's on game pass shout out to xbox game pass and early response in my circle anyway has been extremely positive so i am very curious to hear what you have to say about psychonauts yeah i
1: hate this game man (laughs) no i'm just kidding uh no actually a fun side story When I worked in San Francisco for a bunch of different companies down there, I went to Double Fine offices in the early days. Uh, I got to go there a couple of times because of friends who worked there, I worked with them and I met Tim and stuff and they were always like incredible and super freaking nice and I just love everything about uh, their team and then being acquired or whatever, they're still just kicking ass the same way. So it's a good success story, I think, Double Fine. Um, Yeah, I played the original Second Nuts. I liked it a lot. You did not, I believe, right? Play uh, the original. I-
0: played a little bit of it, but I have to admit, I was very frustrated by it. I don't think the mechanics were very good. I have not played the revamped version. I heard they polished it up a little bit. Mm. But back in the day, I got really frustrated by, like the, the camera and the platforming. And I'm like, this is... I thought it was funny, but like, I just couldn't put up with like the janky mechanics of
1: it. Yeah, it was just at another time, too, right? Like another you know, yeah, development yeah. time. Years, years ago. Years yeah. ago. Uh, I still liked it because of the concept. Because, again, not many games are doing the idea of you are going into other people's brains and literally platforming inside their heads, uh, seeing different things that they think or fear. Uh, this game does, you know, what Second Nuts 1 did uh, better in every way. It's graphically improved. It's not, like, going to knock your socks off graphics, but it's it's perfect. Like, it's, it's a very, very well-made, uh, graphically a- appealing game. So you play as Raz, or Rasputin. Is his full name.
0: That's his full name. That is correct full name. That is a correct full name.
1: And, uh, yeah, you play as him. Basically, in the previous game, you, you know, were the success of the whole game, right? You you helped a lot. You helped out the situation without spoiling anything. In this game, you're thinking like, oh, now he's going to be like an actual psychonaut, you know, this detective of the mind and with all these powers. But you basically start off and you're just uh, branded an intern. (laughs) So you basically don't have any special a bit like um clout right you're just kind of like trying to make it on the team still and then story stuff happens i won't go into but i would say that everything they did in this version is better with all the abilities really really fun all very intuitive um and also this really cool little scrapbook you have where you can like look at all your different traits you find pins which are basically different kind of abilities and you can equip them you also have um like different kind of skill tree things, so I can actually, of course, always go to the melee section. Uh, Carlos loves his melee. What else? What else would you do? What Carlos? else would I do? I go with that first. Upgrade that, and so there's some upgrading going on that makes it feel good. But really, what this game's about is getting what they did in Psychonauts one, I think, better uh, just o- across the board. Uh, you know, quality of life stuff, etc. And then it's still the zany kind of humor, like there's so many characters in this that are just fun and funny to listen to, which again, I think we talked about this before, but comedy and video games is hard and they just, it's just effortless. Like you'll just watch a mouse talking or like, do you know, you'll just watch a weird character who's like obsessed with bacon for a while. There's a lot of bacon in this game.
0: I don't. As there was the number one. Yeah.
1: So, you know, I think that they just made a really fun world to be in so every time I jump back into it, yeah, there's platforming and there's like abilities, but I'm really just like getting to the next bit, you know, or or yeah. meeting the next characters. Yeah. Um and then the other thing that's they obviously have already been applauded for is they there's very few games that do this well, but they really take mental health uh issues shine light on them and they do it the right way because there's like, you know, self-doubt monster or like, you know, bad choices you know enemy and there's things like that that basically visually represent the stuff that we deal with in our minds and obviously every mind is a different world so it's a different kind of landscape but even in those worlds there's like little collectibles and all those collectibles are different aspects of how you know the person's thinking or feeling about themselves
0: right right
1: and in the the first world is the the woman who's kind of like the leader of the the group and you know she's very like Strict, etc., and you learn more about why she's that way by jumping into her head and helping. And actually, weirdly enough, though, there's this little mini game where you can jump from thought to thought and connect them, so you can actually change people's thoughts a little bit. Mm. That one was a little sus because I was like, just, <laughs> she was like, "Hey, I don't want you to go on this mission." This is the very first one, and so you jump in there and learn a lot about her and why she acts that way. But also, then you're like, "But I really want to go on this mission." So you connect this abilities like her thoughts to be like, "Well, we should let them go. you know that's a little weird. Mm. Um, but let me yeah, I don't know about that one. Let me go back to my original part where I was praising it about that. Um, because I really do think it's really awesome that they, again, shine light on all the sorts of uh, mental issues that we all have uh, or that some of us have. And again, it doesn't make fun of those mental issues. I can make fun of that car. But I um, hear it.
0: It's it's just like
1: rawr, yeah. mental health issues. Rawr. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like mental health issues. But um, is I can, you know, it's actually they 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 have fun around the topic, if that makes sense. Like, you know, there there's fun to be had, but when there's issues like a, a big bad, you know, something in your brain that becomes a monster, it's like really scary, you know? It's like how the characters would really feel, you know, experiencing this. I don't know if I'm doing justice to this at all.
0: No, I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's just it seems to me like one of those things where you just got to really probably just got to play it to really fully appreciate like how they are approaching it. But what you're saying makes perfect sense. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's like it's like when you jump into someone's head, there's lots of stuff going on in there and some of it's good, some mm-hmm. of it's bad. And I think it's just really awesome to represent it on screen. And so it's actually like an educational kind of aspect to this game as well. So, I mean, that's almost the main reason I like it, because I'm just excited to jump into each head and and see kind of the different things they're going to represent. And they let, me, s- let, me, let me jump in real quick. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a question, because yeah.
0: this all sounds pretty good. And, I you know, like I said, I downloaded it already. I just haven't got to it yet. But, you know, as I said at the beginning of this segment, my big issue with Psychonauts 1 wasn't really the, the writing or anything like that. I mean, I think it was, like, the platforming. Um, I'm not even sure. I might have even finished it, just, like, kind of a hate play. But I remember, like, being really frustrated by, like, walking around trying to find like 10,000 doodads, like feathers or strips of bacon or whatever it was in the first Psychonauts. And just like the platforming just being really frustrating and just not mechanically very good. So I'm, I'm hoping that you're about to tell me that all that is better. Like maybe you're collecting fewer things, fewer doodads, less busy work, and I'm hoping the camera's better and the platforming is better.
1: Yeah, the camera's 100% better. The platforming is, I think it's close to the same, but it's it's better. I don't think it's like, again, groundbreaking or changes – in a huge way. Like there's double jumping and grabbing on the ledges and it feels a lot like the first one. I mean, as long as it's not
0: terrible, it's not terrible at
1: all. You know, as long as it's fine. No. And there's more mechanics. I mean, there's that sliding thing. There's like grabbing on to to, to different pipes and stuff. Um, the other thing is the abilities. I forgot the abilities of the first one, but these abilities are fun. There's a ball that you can levitate on. There's, uh, you know, side powers that you shoot enemies with and it auto targets So it's very easy. Uh, the melee feels really fun. So it's really fun to, to, you know, hit things uh and kind of move around the world. And all those extra doodads are there, but you don't need to get them. So, okay. like, there's an example. There's, like, um these little bags, and they need, like, a little key for them or something. And so you find – if you want, you can find that key in the world and they go open up the bag. But you don't have to do that stuff. So for me, I'm just, like, mainlining it. Just want to know okay. about the story. And that's fine. No, you haven't – gotten stuck you haven't been like
0: oh i gotta go back and find 100 keys or 100 doodads no
1: and again this is perfect uh Mm -hmm. kind of throwback to what we said uh, on the show before about what double fine had said about easy mode there is so many options when it comes to how you want to play this game uh invincible is one of them Uh, okay if you want to turn that on then you fucking just go for the story you know so that's actually like a quick way for a reviewer one of us to kind of get through it and then also you can just like you know it sliders on things, right? Like, uh, just have abilities turned on or off. So there's so much accessibility. It's ridiculous. It's very, very fun. It's heartfelt. Uh, I've not finished it at all. I'm in like the second, um, uh, mind and I'm just, it's a relaxing time. You know, it's very, very relaxing. It's educational on mental issues and I can't recommend it enough. I think it's, it's quite a perfect game
0: excellent well that kind of matches up with what everybody in my timeline has been saying i haven't heard a single person say anything bad about it which is good i'm very much uh, looking forward to it i'm not the biggest double fine fan but i have enjoyed many of their games over the years and i have met tim Shafer he's a real nice guy so hopefully this is great stuff uh it's on game pass like i mentioned so it's you know if you have game pass just grab it no reason not to and uh hopefully i will crack into it before too long and we'll talk about it you should all right a couple more games and then we're out of here just a couple quick shout outs to some shorties Uh, one. Uh, did you ever play Mom hid my game, Carlos? Yeah,
1: we talk about in the show because we do millions of shows and probably don't remember.
0: (laughs) I do not remember. I was gonna search it, but then I'm like, that's gonna take too long. I'll just ask Carlos. We did. Yeah, I know. Mom hid my game. Hit the switch a couple years ago, and I just thought it was a hoot. It was a hoot and a holler. It was so fun. It's basically like a, a series of like micro mini games where you are a boy who wants to get his 3ds back. And your mom wants you to study, so she hides your game. And each level is just like a tiny, like you can finish them in like 30 seconds or like maybe a minute or something where you'll be like looking at your living room and there's like a couch and a shelf and you know, whatever, like random items. And you just kind of click on each item to find out where mom's hid your game. But it's not just as simple as that. Like it's like weird, super wacky things will happen. Um, So let's say, for example, one of my favorite puzzles in this is like uh, your grandpa is sitting on a mat And underneath the mat is your 3DS and you can't, you can't get him off. So you got to figure out how to get grandpa off the mat. And what you do is you look around, you find a VR helmet, you put VR helmet on grandpa, you wait until he gets like into it. And then you tap him on the shoulder and he freaks the fuck out and like jumps (laughs) off the mat. And then you lift up the mat and grab your game. So like, like, there's like 50 levels of like that where like there's a cat that like jumps on the rat and the rat does this thing and it triggers this other thing kind of like Rube Goldberg sort of like things. And it's, it's really bizarre it's really meta like there's a lot of jokes that kind of like ask you to look outside of the game like sometimes they'll play with like the way that the ui looks or sometimes they'll ask you to do you know there's no immersion in this like it's all just really strange logic puzzles and a lot of humor like literally everything is a joke in this game yeah it feels like Um, WarioWare in a way right very much like WarioWare. like like just a boom 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 level 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 just get through them it's just it's really fun. I really like it a lot. So mom hid my game. Number one is on the switch, of course. But mom hid my game two just came out, I think, last week or the week before. Just finished it last night. It is so fun. I just I love these games. If they put out like one of these every six months, I would totally just just play them. I just think they're so full of joy and they make me laugh. And I just I just have a good time. I love these games. Mom it's, hid my game Yeah,
1: uh, check it out. Uh, I also recommend it, even though I haven't played it because I played the first one. Super fun. Obviously perfect for the switch. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Taylor made for it. But also, um, it's funny because we don't like, oh, we, I shouldn't speak for both of us, but I don't like the adventure game stuff where it's like, combine this with this.
0: No, I hate it. But hate this,
1: it. It, it's different somehow because it's so short and I don't mind clicking everything. And I don't know, I figure it out and I have fun with it. It feels I think different.
0: This, the scale is really what makes it different, right? Because each level is like one room or maybe like two rooms. And at most, you've ever got like two items or maybe three items. And even if you have like no fucking idea what to do, like there's barely anything to do, so right. just by process of elimination. And you know, to the game's credit, there's also a hint system. If you really get stuck, you can go into like a little mini game, oh, like a yeah. matching mini game, and there's hints. So I feel like it's really easy. It's really it's a lot of fun. I laughed out loud several times, and it's just quick and light. And I just I just love these kind of like breezy experiences. So it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Mom hid my game too. Uh, last game I'm going to mention in last game of the show. It's a very surprising one. It's called Zoffice. Z-O-F-F-I-C-E. Zoffice. It just dropped on the Xbox store a couple days ago. No fanfare. Out of nowhere. Complete surprise. Have you ever heard of this game, Carlos?
1: No, and I Googled it, and it didn't come up, which is crazy.
0: Oh, man. That that, that makes perfect sense to me. So hey, I was how looking do you spell at- it? Z-O-F-F-I-C-E, like office,
1: but it starts with a Z. Oh my Zoffice. goodness, it doesn't show up in Google? What's going on? That's weird.
0: Okay, so here's the deal. All I right. jump on the Xbox store, and I'm just scanning to see what, what's new this week. And I'm like, oh, office with a Z, that's weird. And it kind of has this like little post-apocalyptic picture of a girl on a scooter, like a Vespa scooter. And it kind of has like a zombie feeling. Like, I play most of the zombie games. I'm kind of a zombie game dude. And so I'm like, oh, okay, well, what's this about? And it's it's like, oh, yeah. Uh comedy game where you're running an office in the post uh zombie apocalypse. And I'm like, okay, well that sounds fun. Office worker, zombies, how's that gonna work? That seems like ripe for comedic potential. And it was like five bucks. I'm like, okay, the five bucks is totally within my gambling, you know, my gambling budget, right? Where hmm. I'll I'll risk five bucks on a game if it looks good. That and I don't feel too bad if it's not great because you gotta support the indies, you gotta try the indies, and this is clearly an indie. So I'm like, five bucks, sure. I'll gamble my five bucks and see if this is fun. Start the game, and basically you are this girl who rolls up to an office which is made it's like it's on the top of abandoned buildings and there's little bridges between them. And so like the first building is like, I don't know, it's like the, the copy room, but it's actually the roof of a building. And then you you cross this board to the next roof, and it's like the the meeting room, and it's like on the roof, there's like a table and chairs, but you're also like on the roof of this building, and down below like zombies are like walking around and you can kind of see like the undead like down below the building so you're up above it all and there's people who are just like making copies and people who are like fixing the electrics and definitely post-apocalypse it's really weird you start walking around and talking to people it's kind of an isometric perspective and you just talk to different people like hey how's it going today oh you got that report ready hey where's uh the projector for the meeting today just kind of talking to people as you play these little objectives pop up like Uh, Oh, you know, find XYZ item or, you know, tell somebody three jokes or something like pretty simple stuff where you just basically are walking around talking to people. But I think the whole the gimmick is just like you're trying to engage in this like very boring, banal situation while surrounded by like the zombie apocalypse, which is really funny. Hmm. Um, So I go through this. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like the graphics are really great and colorful. This idea is like wacky. I really like this idea. The jokes are funny. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, so I get to, uh, the part where the big boss shows up, rolls up and it's time for the meeting and you have the meeting stuff, the stuff happens. And then like, it's over and I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go to the next section. And then credits roll.
1: Whoa. "Whoa."
0: So I look at the clock. It was like 11 minutes, like literally 11 minutes.
1: I'm
0: like, I'm like, okay, this has got, could you have done
1: something to elongate it?
0: See, that's exactly what I thought. Right. That's exactly what I thought. So I got to the end of the 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 credits and it's like, "Oh, speed run for extra achievements and do it in 5 minutes." And I'm like, "Well, I mean, I guess, but like <laughs> is there I want more." So I went back, I speed the whole speed ran yep. speed run. Yep. Speed ran the whole thing in under 5 minutes, got all got literally all the achievements and that was it. And I'm like, "Man, this game is like 5 minutes long and if you don't speed run, it's 10 minutes long. Like literally 10 minutes, which I like, I like shorter games, right? But, like, that's taking it to a ridiculous extreme. I know. And we're always thing,
1: saying we want shorter games.
0: But 10 minutes is like, dude, that's, that's not... I mean, it is a game, and I feel like I, I, I don't really have a good argument against why it's not enough of a game. But it's like, I guess my problem is, like, I was really enjoying it, right? Like, yeah. I thought it was cute. Like, I was the world of it fun. and stuff like that? Yeah, I love the world. I love the premise. I thought the jokes were good. And I was like, dude, I could totally play. I mean, I don't want it to be, like, a 20-hour game, but, like, an hour. I could have played an hour of this. I would have been very happy at the end of an hour. Maybe even 90 minutes. Or, you know, maybe after I finish this, then the next section is, maybe I gotta go home, and maybe there's goofy stuff for me to do at home. Maybe I'm living in some apartment in the zombie apocalypse, and I'm dealing with that. Like, that'd be a cool situation. But, like, literally, it's just, you show up to work, talk to a couple people, the big boss shows up, game over. And I'm like, man, this oh sucks because it was really good, and it sucks because it's good because I wanted more of it. So, I... I mean that's a weird place to be, right? Like I don't want people to make games that are too long just because they're long, but I feel like this premise was really rich. There could have been a lot more to it, and I guess leaving me wanting more is good. But at the same time, ten minutes—I uh, feel like that's really, really short. And I paid five bucks, so I don't feel completely burned. But I've gotten a lot bigger games for five bucks. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah,
1: and I mean, like even mobile games can like you know last for a long time.
0: Yeah. And they're like three ninety
1: nine. So. so I would say this—it's kind of like a demo. Uh, because if you like the world and you like the, now you like the developer, really, right? Because what yeah. they built. So yeah. let's see what they do next. I also, I also say, like, with a lot of shorter games, um, you know, like we said before, games are hard. And so they were probably really excited, you know, that they finished it. And I don't know, instead of, like, going for another two years or a year, right? they're like, well, right. let's get this out in front of people because it is done. Um, but then we can build more. So, I mean, I'm yes. just talking my ass here, but...
0: No, I mean, that all makes sense. That all makes sense. I mean, here's here's my takeaway, right? And I, I don't know if the developers are going to hear this. Hopefully they hear it. If not... I mean, my takeaway is, I loved what you did, and I want more of this. And I was genuinely disappointed when it was over. And I guess that's the highest praise I can give you. And I'm not mad. Not mad that I spent the $5. bucks. i am not mad that it was short. But I I guess I just wanted more, and I would love to get more. So if you're hearing this, please make Chapter 2, or a bigger version, or something because i feel like you're good at this so keep going
1: yeah cool so
0: there we go zoffice it's on xbox i'm sure it's on steam and it takes it literally 10 minutes to play through so check it out if you want to uh see what that's all about it was a good time it was a good time all right folks that is it this is the end of the show before we go heads up that we still have shirts on sale designed by humans.com slash shop slash so video games check that out uh, my shirt is still doing well. I think we're like three or four weeks in, wearing it once a week at least.
1: Good, and you're gonna take a picture with it and put it on. Twitter. I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. Oh, I will take no, a picture. No, I of know it. what it is. You don't have a good picture. You're like, ah, I, I can't always make get a weird picture. face. You make faces, yeah. When you take and pictures. then I'm like,
0: I look at one. I'm like, I look kind of fat in this one. I, 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 mean, I'm kind of fat, but like, the picture makes me look extra fat, like more fat than I am ready to claim. Pictures so are weird. Like, pictures are yeah, weird. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I got to get a good one where I'm like, I'm not slouching too much, and I'm not smiling weird, and then. It's, you know, pictures are hard. So. Pictures are hard.
1: Okay. Anyways, at some point we'll see that. And yeah, go over there and check it out. And before we leave the show, I want to say one weird, weird announcement from, uh, from me. Uh-oh. It's not, I'm leaving. I'm not leaving the show, but, uh. would <laughs> I mean,
0: good. Cause that didn't even enter my mind, but okay. Oh,
1: <laughs> okay. I am leaving the show. Oh geez. Um, All right. No, 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 The weird announcement is I'm, I'm going to tell you this because it's going to launch, I think tomorrow. And so by the time this podcast goes up, it'll be up, but as a side hustle, but also not a hustle; it's a passion and kind of fun for me. Uh, more than fun, it's like taking hours and hours of my day. Is I I created a. Uh, <laughs> so here's the story. I, I I wanted a cool phone case, and you know, for a specific phone, a Samsung phone. And I just you know, there. Are, I feel like so many of the phone cases are the same, uh, same kind of basic shit, and it's just not interesting or not like I like weird shit and like little characters and you know things like that. So, anyways, I made my own phone cases, and um, I'm releasing a bunch of them. And I know it's such a weird uh, tangent, but the store launches tomorrow, and we—I have put up a Halloween collection. So, some of the art is—I'm working with different artists. But I just—we need to just take a moment. Okay, we
0: need to just take a moment. Right? Okay, we, we no, take a you moment can take a moment in a minute.
1: Hold on, let me finish this thought. <laughs> I know it's a lot to take in, but here's the thought. So you I'm,
0: said the words Halloween collection, bro. Like you. <laughs>
1: I know. Let me let me get into it. So I, I'm working with a lot of different art that's already made, basically like commission stuff, and then basically you know restructuring it into like what I think is cool looking. So it's kind of like a, an art with other art, and then I'm having my own designs coming out in like a couple of weeks. So it's like a mixture of other artists and my art, and just making weird phone cases.
0: I've literally never heard of this before this moment. Right, and here right. you are rolling out your fall collection for your
1: right. And so <laughs> I thought we'd launch with a Halloween collection because it's coming up very soon. Halloween. Yes. Yes. So they're like, you know, I'll give you an example. Like one is like a really que- like a weird looking monster with like um, you know fur and stuff, and he's in the woods. And like it's kind of like what's that uh, storybook called um, that everybody reads with the monsters? Uh,
0: where the wild things? Where are? the wild
1: things are. It's like a very much like that kind of a monster but he's in the woods and that's like a phone case. And then there's another one that's like a ghost with a top hat. Who doesn't love that? Uh, so there, you know, there's some kind of creepy ghosts and monsters in the collection. I'm just trying it. So, I mean, cool, man, more power to you for sure.
0: I, uh, I'm just very surprised. Like, you know, it's not even just like I made my own phone case or I'm thinking about phone cases. You're like, I'm rolling up my fall collection. That was where it really kind of knocked me over. I
1: gotta, you know, go big or go home. And, uh, well, so there's a bunch of designs on there already. You'll see it, uh, again, as the time of this podcast. It's just go to weirdphonecases.com. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's weirdphonecase.com.
0: Well, give us the link. We'll put it in the show notes Right. Well. It's
1: weirdphonecase.com. That's it. And, uh, yeah, there's already uh, designs up there, and then my designs will be up there in a couple weeks.
0: All right. Wow. We are just full of surprises this episode. That's folks. a weird wow. one. That's a, that is a very unexpected one, but we will all go to weirdphonecase.com and check Please it out. Please do. All right, that is, unless you got anything else you want to roll Well, out I'm also going to roll out my, fa-
1: my summer collection. It's just the end of <laughs> summer. <laughs> no, my summer collection of, um, I don't have anything, mouses. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. We'll workshop it. We'll, we'll get that joke going next time.
0: Okay, anyway, that's it for the show. Thank you very much for listening, folks. Uh, as always, contact us with anything you like, questions, comments, anything. So video games, podcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter collectively at So Video Games. You can also hit us up individually. Carlos, where are we directing your traffic this week?
1: Weirdphonecase.com.
0: Boom. As for me, same as usual uh, Instagram and Twitter. It's my name, B R A D G A L L A W A Y. Always, no O's. And that's going to do it for episode 248. Thank you again for joining us here on the So Video Games podcast. And we'll see you next Friday. But in the meantime, This is bye from Brad. And bye from Carlos. That's
1: it.